Okay, Dave Gentry, C.W. Greer on DWS, and publisher Paul Barrett with us this morning. How are you, sir? I'm great, guys. How are you? We're Thanks good. for having me. Glad to have you with us this morning. We like to get you out, see what's I know. going on, see if you can function this early in the morning. <laughs> I can. You know, I get up at 4 o'clock every well, day. Well, that's good. I do. I'm an early riser. Always have been. Well, that's somewhat early. I get up about, you know, depends on the day. It could be 1 at 2 at the latest. Wow. So, yeah. No. No. <laughs> yeah. That's I should have kept my mouth shut. Yeah, that's a response I usually get from people. Wow. Really? Seriously? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't do that. But I, as a kid, well, I love to read. I'm mm-hmm. a huge reader. I read everything. I get my hands on. But I can't read at night. I start, right? re- I start reading, I fall asleep. Ah, <laughs> I, can't, that's... I can't read two pages and I fall asleep. So as a child and an early reader, I decided getting up early and reading was my thing. So yeah. I, I'm up early. I read about an hour, hour and a half, whatever I'm reading. And uh, it know, works best for me. They asked President Kennedy one time, you know, if he read. He said, well, I used to read a lot. And he says, now I have to read reports and this and that and all mm-hmm. that. He says, the bottom line is... I'm I'm uh, reading more, but I'm enjoying it less. Yeah, that's, that happens <laughs> yeah. to me too. Absolutely, Paul Barrett, the publisher of the News Gazette, with us right now. Now you started out down south, and you were down there for a number of years. You ended up in New York State. How did that come about? I was with a big newspaper company in this in the deep south, uh, Mississippi. And I was a regional manager. I had papers from Louisiana to Georgia, and I lived in Meridian, Mississippi, because that was pretty much the middle of my territory. And I could go day trips to visit all the papers that I was responsible for and didn't, you know, didn't have to fly very much. Um, So I worked out of Meridian. And then as has happened over the last 20 years, these investment companies and these venture capitalist groups are buying up newspapers sure. left and right. Yeah. And they eventually bought our group. And uh, I had an opportunity to go to Chicago, actually, to work, because we owned the Sun-Times oh. at, that, at that time. Okay. And I just didn't want to do that. I was not ready to move to Chicago. I, I liked the rural South. Uh, I, was, I grew up there. So... Uh, I stayed, and then um, Mr. Parado, Larry Parado, whom I had worked with for many, many years before in another newspaper group, he had left the Sun-Times and had started a new newspaper company of small papers, um, community papers, which is the heart of our business and and where his heart was. So uh, one of his people contacted me. I went up to West Frankfort, Illinois, and spent a weekend with Larry. And he convinced me to leave the South and come join his company. He was going to buy a lot of papers, wanted me to help with acquisitions, and uh, I'd done some of that before. So I, the only paper he had available was in upstate New York, and I'd never heard of upstate. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it existed. I, all I knew was New York City. Yeah. And I knew I didn't want to go there. Sure. And he said, no, 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 Western New York is a totally different place. It's five hours from New York City. So I went up and made a trip, and it was stunningly beautiful. It looks like a picture book up there. Uh, I took my wife on the next trip and decided, we can do this. A couple yeah. of deep south folks, we can make this happen. The sure. people there, 
in Geneva, New York, are incredibly, incredibly generous and fun to be with. They're just wonderful people. Very well educated, too. There's about 700 PhDs in that little town of 13,000 right? people. Because we've got three colleges there. Yeah. The Hobart and William Smith. Uh, we got Cuca College on the edge of town, the, uh, a little bit down the road. And we got Finger Lakes Community College. And then Cornell has their big ag center there. Mm, is that right? And I live across I the street from that. it. Yeah. Huh. So we've got a, you know, there's a lot of, so there's a lot of, a lot of bars and restaurants and pubs and cute shops in a very small area, all walkable. Kind of a just a New England sort of treasure there, and we fell in love with it. I love it, and traveled to do what I do, which is I ran that operation up there. But then I did acquisitions for Larry, yeah. Ludington, Michigan, Dubois, Pennsylvania, Clearfield, Pennsylvania, Mansfield, Ohio, Mansfield. That was also Pennsylvania. So traveled around and did a lot of acquisitions, just like I did this one. Sure, this one was a little more complicated. Yeah. And I ended up staying a lot longer here and, and have enjoyed this turnaround and all the exciting things that have gone with it. Well, it's good training ground for you to be here. Illinois football this fall, we're the big star of week zero, which yes. I thought was kind of interesting. Yes, saw that. Mm -hmm. So we've got that going on. What? How's it been for you to be here at Illinois? You've been here a couple of years yeah, now, yeah, you? Yeah, it's wonderful. It's great. I, I, you know, the things I miss, um, food in the South, uh, friendships that I have made over the years in, uh, in the Finger Lakes region of New York, lots of friends there. I miss water, frankly. Yeah. I'm a boater, sailor. I build boats. I've restored a lot of boats. And I've done none of that since I've been here. I was going to ask you about that because we used to talk about that quite a bit. We did, yeah. Tell me a little bit. What do you got going with boats right now? What do you, you're right always now, buying I, something or selling something? Or I I was on the phone uh, this morning at five o'clock with a wonderful gentleman in Maine who had a twenty one foot. 40-year-old wooden sailboat for sale. Yeah. And we've been going back and forth for about a week. And I this morning, I finally told him, Mr. Wakeman, I, I, I can't use your boat. I wish it's beautiful. It's a handsome boat. But uh, I need a boat here that I can trailer. Sure. Uh, and wooden boats are not good for trailering, really. You need no. to keep them in the water because, the, as you know, wood shrinks and and, uh, and contracts. And it's better to keep a boat in the water or out of the water, one or the other. And here, I, I wanted to trailer it to some of the lakes in the area, Clinton Lake and mm -hmm. Shelbyville, and just take it in and out when I could get time off to go. And um, so I just I, I said, no, I'm not going to take that boat. But I've bought a boat since I've been here. I've not put it in the water, but I bought that's, it. That's what I do. I buy them and then sit there and look at them. Yeah, well, mine's in a in a uh, sitting in a marina, wrapped, shrink wrapped in Geneva, New York. <laughs> not even in the water. And I, I bought it two years ago in Ohio on my way home. Yeah, I'd heard about it. it or. What's that? Did you see it or did somebody read about tell it. you about it? Okay. Read about it, took a detour, <laughs> looked at it, liked it, hooked it up. <laughs> I got to my house, I pulled into the yard, <laughs> and my wife walked out and said, I think a boat followed you home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. So 
<laughs> and then that went pretty much straight to the boatyard and got yeah. it wrapped because I had to come back here. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah, so I have one right now, one boat. Uh, that's uh, looking for one around here, though. Yeah, I'd like I'd like a boat that I could trailer and and sure. put in the water a little bit when I have time, which is pretty infrequent. But yeah, yeah, I'm a sailor too, and I, I was like going to say these are sailboats, so right? So yeah. uh, the one I bought in Ohio, no, that was a power boat. It was uh-huh. a 24 foot bayliner fishing boat called sure. a trophy it's got a marlin jumping on the side uh-huh. I, was, I don't know i'm not a huge fisherman anymore but that's the boat <laughs> I yeah, i'm a sucker for boats well i just thought that might be uh something you wanted to do down the road here get another one for around here that you can at least look at and, yeah uh, look at put it in the yard and look at it yeah that's what i'd be doing like my tomato plants i just walk out there and look at them i'm growing some beautiful tomato plants but, are you really but i uh, I don't like tomatoes. I had that happen one year <laughs> but I love down growing. in Tolono. Where was it? Uh, was it First Mid was doing yes. that? Yeah, okay. Always did their promotion, mm-hmm. still do. Their yeah. First Mid. Uh, That's where First Mid from. Is that right? Yeah. That's what I did I got, one year. I just grew them to, because I don't even really like tomatoes That's other than ketchup. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> Squished tomatoes. There's a little funny. spice in it. Yeah. yeah. My neighbors enjoyed it, but I didn't. <laughs> Uh, so what do you got to go on right now? What kind of big projects we got coming up? Well, football, here? of course. Yes. yes. Football coming up and all the things that go with it. Tailgating. We've got our tents set up. We're going to have a beautiful booth there. Two booths, actually. Big screen TVs, pregame stuff, interviews, highlights. We're, we're, uh, going to partner with Learfield in our tent. So Learfield will have their tent or their, uh, set up right in front of our tent. Um, we've got Ryan Dallas, who's going to have a setup there with us too inside. Hmm. So we're going to have a lot of people in the tent. We're we're expecting three or four hundred people to come through our tent. We got food, uh, you know, food, beverages, uh, adult beverages, and all that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff that goes along with tailgating. Yeah. We're we're trying to eventually turn this into the SEC tailgating, but <laughs> so far. It's about us. We decided we needed to start doing stuff and asking for forgiveness rather yeah. than permission. <laughs> permission's well, kind of thwarting some of our efforts. The Big Ten's going nationwide, so you got to think big on I everything. Do, yeah, yeah, I agree. We, we yeah. got to think big. We got to think big. And I'm excited about the football season. Coach Bielma and, and his crew. I think he's got a great coaching staff. Yeah, I really do. I think these guys are going to be. They got a big job ahead of them, but they're going to work hard and they're going to get the most out of these kids, and we'll see what happens. CW, you got anything you want to ask this well, guy just, while he's sitting right I, here? I didn't have anything to ask. I was talking about football. I think you're exactly right with Coach uh, Brett Bielma. And uh, have you had a chance to to really talk with him, Paul? No, I mean, I, any, I've met any, him about three times. Sure. Um, the first time it was to talk about Arkansas because you know I went to school at sure. Arkansas and he coached, coached there for yep. a while, so we had a very brief meeting about that. But no, uh, I know he's in and out. And he's busy. Yeah. I don't. I'm not going to bother him. And uh, from time to time, I have had breakfast with Josh Whitman and we talk football and mm-hmm. and other other things. And and that's nice to have a relationship with the with the program. I don't um, I don't get in those guys' hair. You know, I, I like to. St- Stay back and mm-hmm. uh, and just watch them do their thing. So. Whenever you were looking, you, know, we, you talked earlier about uh, the acquirement of the News Gazette and, of course, the radio stations that came with it. Knowing our uh, affiliation with Illinois sports, did that have 
a uh, an effect, I guess, on uh, you folks in looking at this paper and the stations at the same time? Uh, good question. And the answer, the broad answer is yes, mm-hmm. because of the potential. Yeah. Uh, the potential for revenue with broadcasting and all other kinds of advertising and partnerships in the community. A lot of that was not happening. And uh, the relationship with Learfield was such that it was very expensive mm-hmm. to be partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we had to wait till it expired, which expired this summer, and we renegotiated all of that. And now we have a much more favorable relationship with the uh, university and through and Learfield, of course, that makes makes it more of a partnership rather than you know, us just hanging on by our fingernails trying no. to make it work. Sure. Now it's a true partnership, and we're we're real excited about that. There's been so many changes over the last mm-hmm. few years, not just in the radio business, but with newspapers, too. Uh, that's got to be huge. Really something to Well, all, all publishers in the United States are basically doing the same thing. We're managing the change from print to digital. Mm-hmm. And it, it could take three years, it could take 30 years, who knows, but that's really what we're all doing, sure. is managing the uh, print holding on and digital going up. Yeah. As I mean, we've got over 6,000, almost 7,000 digital subscribers since we took over. So that's a lot of digital subscribers. Yes, yeah, sure is. And, and we're going to have three times that before it's all over. I... I I see it happening. Uh, newspapers at some point, hard copy, print editions sure. are going to become kind of a, maybe a sort of, a, I don't know, novelty, yeah. I think, at some point. Some people who want to continue to have them will have them. We'll certainly print them. But I see a lot of people who are traditional print subscribers switching over now to digital so they can get used to it. And and we've set it up. Our e-edition is set up so it looks like a newspaper. It looks like the page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, as you know, as you've seen it, you just turn the page digitally just like you do if you're doing it at home. So it's made, we've made it a lot easier to uh, for people to pick up that new format. It's not scary. It's not hard to navigate. And of course, young people would rather do it that way anyway. Yeah. So that's what's that's the big difference is the the people who are switching to digital, and we have a lot of them. All right, Paul Barrett, the publisher of the News Gazette. Thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it. You bet. Thank you. I love coming in. All right, we got more coming up on DWS.